Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, the U.N. takes an anti-Israel stance by officially equating the birth of Israel with the Arabic word for disaster. Plus, what are the differences between Hamas and Islamic Jihad? We look at the ties they both have with Iran. And creating art to affect the world for good. One man advocating for Persian women through murals. And another encouraging Iran's underground church with music. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Sunday marks 75 years since Israel was declared a new nation, six months after the U.N. voted to create a Jewish state. Yet the U.N. is not celebrating this historic event. Instead, it's commemorating what Palestinians call the Nakba. That's Arabic for catastrophe. This twisting of history has the Israeli ambassador to the U.N. up in arms. Instead of observing the anniversary of its vote establishing the state of Israel, the U.N. is commemorating the anniversary of the Nakba, or catastrophe. The Nakba is what Palestinians say is their forcible eviction from the land of Palestine during Israel's War of Independence in 1948. Israeli ambassador to the U.N. Gilad Erdan blasted the U.N., which is the source of many anti-Israel resolutions. Instead of commemorating the real Nakba, the expulsion of almost a million Jews from Arab countries following the establishment of Israel, this biased organization is distorting its own history. I'm working to ensure that member states understand that attending this despicable event means destroying any chance of peace by adopting the Palestinian narrative calling the establishment of the State of Israel a disaster while ignoring Palestinian hate, incitement, terror and refusal to accept the legitimacy of a Jewish state. The anniversary comes just hours after a ceasefire ended, a five-day conflict between Israel and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The terror group fired more than 1,400 rockets at southern Israel, landing as far away as Tel Aviv and on the outskirts of Jerusalem. Israel attacked hundreds of rocket launching sites, and the Iron Dome shot down about 90% of the rockets headed toward populated areas. A few did get through, as in the city of Ashkelon, and two died in separate rocket attacks. Many believe it's just a matter of time until another round of fighting will resume. Some expect it might come as early as Thursday, when Israelis will celebrate another anniversary, the reunification of the city of Jerusalem in 1967. Known as Jerusalem Day, it's marked by thousands of Israelis marching through the old city of Jerusalem, waving Israeli flags. Hamas has warned it will respond if the path of the march goes through the Muslim quarter. Despite today's controversy at the UN, Israeli commentator Gil Troy says, the 75th anniversary marks a miraculous rebirth of the Jewish state after 2,000 years. And if we think about the miracles of Israel, it's not just that Israel has survived despite so many enemies. It's not just that Israel has been a democracy. It's absorbed three million Jews from all over the world, white, black, religious, secular, doesn't matter. They're all welcome. It has created a startup nation which is generating all kinds of miracles for the 22nd century. So here we are, we look backwards, and we're rooted in a story of thousands of years, but we look forward and we're inventing the future. That's a miracle every single day. A ceasefire is holding between Israel and terrorists in the Gaza Strip after more than 1,400 rockets were fired at the Jewish state last week. While the two terror groups operating within Gaza share a common hatred of Israel, Hamas and Islamic Jihad also have very different agendas. 
CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl takes a look at what's driving these two groups. Hamas formed in 1987 and has held political power over the Gaza Strip since it seized power in a violent coup from Fatah in 2007. Each one of them is having a totally different view about how to run the, the sacred fight against Israel and how to bring in salvation for the Palestinians. Professor Uzi Rabi of Tel Aviv University sees Hamas having a more political long-term priority, which is why Hamas stayed out of the fighting. He would like to have a foothold in Judea and Samaria, and in due time actually to replace Abu Mazen, the old leader of Fatah movement, and they would like to turn Hamas into the unquestionable leader of Palestine. They are also having kind of an influence in East Jerusalem. Hamas also wants to be seen as protector of the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount. It's already warned Israel about the upcoming Jerusalem Day Parade, marking Israel's reunification of the city. In 2021, Hamas fired rockets at Jerusalem during the parade, sparking a conflict. While both Hamas and Islamic Jihad get support from Iran, the latter is much more connected to the regime and focused more on violence than politics. This is, by the way, a very, very extremist organization. They don't have whatsoever agenda in the sense of running people, in the sense of conducting the daily life of a society. They are a very, very extremist group, which was founded in 1981, which means actually more than 40 years ago. They are ultimate proxies of Iran. Rabi says the 1979 Islamic Revolution that brought the Ayatollah and Mullahs to power in Iran has had lasting influence on Islamic Jihad. For Iran, this is actually kind of a win-win because they're going to have a proxy next to Israel, sitting side by side to Israel. In a way, I would say uh, act in accordance with what Iran's dictates are. According to Rabi, Israel and some Arab states in the region are concerned about Iran activating its proxies. They are trying, actually, to just build up sort of a thick belt around Israel, including Judea and Samaria, Gaza, Jerusalem, Lebanon, with the hope of fanning the flame between Israelis and Arabs in Israel proper. Rabi sees Israel trying to drive a wedge between Hamas and Islamic Jihad, and Hamas realizes it could have lost money had it entered the recent battle against Israel. Many, many work permits for more than 17,000 Palestinians. This is kind of a game changer when it comes to the Gazan economy. Uh, Hamas got actually new rights when it comes to the fishery. Uh, Hamas gets money from Qatar. Uh, this is, for the time being, very, very comfortable for Hamas. He adds that while this strategy works for now on a tactical level, in the long run, Israel will have to deal with Hamas, which is building forces to the north in Lebanon. So one way or the other, we have actually to prepare ourselves for something bigger when it comes to Iran and it, its proxies. That means the Middle East as a whole has big decisions to make as it heads further into the 21st century. There is an ongoing cooperation between so many Arab states in Israel. This is almost a miracle after the Abraham Accords. On the other hand, there are some challenges coming from these guys in the Middle East. And Iran and its allies are trying actually to install instability in order to make Iran much more hegemonic than it is. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. 
Turning now to Turkey, where the presidential election is headed for a runoff in two weeks. President Recep Erdogan, who has led the nation for more than 20 years, did not get the votes needed to declare an outright victory. With nearly all votes counted, Erdogan has 49.5 percent, while the runner-up has 45 percent. The challenger has promised to bring democratic reforms to the nation. Turkey is a strategic country in the NATO alliance, bordering Iran, Iraq and Syria. And Turkey and Israel also agreed to restore full diplomatic ties last year. Coming up, the state of Israel reborn in a Tel Aviv art gallery. We take you to the room where it happened and meet the woman who helped make history. Attacks on Jewish lives, communities, and synagogues. The Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And saw my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. Now is a time to defend Israel's basic right to exist. And you can do that through CBN Israel. When you send a gift to the Jewish people through CBN Israel, you are giving humanitarian aid to Israelis in need. And at the same time, you are providing news coverage and documentaries that reveal what is really happening in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Attacks against Israel are ongoing. The need is urgent, and you can help. Call 1-800-813-8734. Go to cbn.com slash standwithisrael or text CBN Israel to 41444. Download the CBN News app 24-7 News from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. In all of history, there have been few men like him. He was a prophet, a gifted psalmist, a feared warrior, and a revered king. Gain spiritual insights for your life from the life of King David in Pat Robertson's newest audiobook, The Shepherd King. Coming May 8th. 75 years ago, the world changed forever when a declaration signed in a Tel Aviv art gallery announced the rebirth of the Jewish state. A few years ago, CBN Scott Ross looked back at that moment with someone who was there. We are in a historic setting here. Where are we and what happened? This is the room where the Jewish state of Israel was born 70 years ago. In this tiny room with these same furnitures, a ceremony that lasted 32 minutes and shook the world. As British rulers left Israel that day, five Arab armies invaded. So it's like when you mix the happiest day for the Jewish people, one of the greatest moments for our nation in modern times, with one of the most dangerous and, and sad days when Israel was that close to a complete annihilation. Why this building? Why here? Why Tel Aviv? This building was simply the safest auditorium in the city of Tel Aviv. Who were the people who were here? Most of them people from around Tel Aviv. 
because they could not invite people from Jerusalem because Jerusalem was disconnected. Only 350 of them were lucky enough to be squeezed in the room with no air conditions. And among the crowd of witnesses was Yael Sharet. Her father was on the stage here, Moshe Sharet. He was the right hand of Ben-Gurion and the kind of uh, the foreign minister of the provisional government of Israel. I met Yael Sharet Medini at her home near Tel Aviv. Here is my aunt and this is my forehead. Hopefully there's something behind it, as I say. And we share the chair there, next to the wall. She told me how just the day before, her father dictated and Yael wrote a draft of the Declaration of Independence. This is my father's version mm. of the Declaration. The one that he dictated to me, this is my handwriting. This is, this is a photocopy of the original. Yeah. The original is in the archive. Yael simply calls herself a handmaiden of history. Do you remember the event itself when Ben-Gurion stood up and read? It's epic. It's, it's really epic. Mm -hmm. it's, it's poetry, actually. The only time I was really moved, I must say, right. was when the Rabbi Levine mm -hmm. made the, the, the old age Jewish blessing, That ancient Jewish prayer recited on momentous occasions, thanks God, who has given us life, sustained us, and allowed us to reach this day. I'm not religious, but this blessing has a, an echo of generations. Did you sing? Atikva, yes. And then everybody stood up, and it was the, the, uh, the anthem, the national anthem. The very next day, which was the Sabbath, President Harry Truman became the first world leader to recognize Israel. The Pentagon and the State Department truly believed that Ben-Gurion, the leader of Israel, is leading the world into a new catastrophe. One person, however, thought differently. His name was Harry Truman. He understood something that most of his top advisors and ministers failed to see. This is a, a truly a prophecy being realized. Seventy years later, it's clear that Truman was right. We are faster, better, prettier than ever today. The economy of Israel is doing wonderfully well. They call a startup nation. And now we see Israel standing, and thanks God, together with the Americans, in the spirit of those countries who are leading. Suddenly people understand why we are here. Scott Ross for CBN in Tel Aviv. Up next, standing with the brave women of Iran, how one man is using these murals in Israel to send a message of hope to the Iranian people. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. 
And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And to understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years and to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Introducing the all-new Superbook Academy Express, a special series hosted by Gizmo, featuring a full-length Superbook episode, plus so much more. Included with every Academy Express is a special family resource guide filled with scriptures, coloring pages, and other fun-filled activities. Join the CBN Animation Club today and get this exciting new DVD, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. Protests in Iran appear to be cooling following the death of a young woman who violated the country's modesty laws last year. However, Iranian women are still openly refusing to wear the Islamic head covering, even though they face pushback from the regime. One man recently came to Israel on a mission to show solidarity with these women through art. Human, we were here in the studio after the first mural. Now there's five. Tell us what's happened in the last five murals. So that was back in January 9th. Mm -hmm. Now we're in May. So as of now, we uh, have two in Jerusalem. We have one in Nazareth. And we, by the grace of God, we have two in Netanya. Mm. We're up to five. Tell us about the ones in Netanya. The Islamic regime f at the beginning of the protest was basically just murdering everybody. Recently, they've started poisoning the girls. And the other thing that they do is they take a little gun full of pellets and they shoot out the eye of the female protesters. And they really target the really pretty girls. And so um, I was praying and I really felt God say, I want to inspire the people who are living and fighting and so uh, the idea was to memorialize these really strong, brave women, because mm -hmm. this is a woman-led protest by memorializing their pictures. And so the two in Netanya are two women who have an eye shot out. And the bird of Iran is the nightingale. And the bird of Israel is the hoopoe. And so both murals in Netanya, one has the nightingale mm -hmm. and one has the hoopoe because these murals are meant to unify Israel and Iran. I want to remind everyone, Iran, the Persian people, have been friends of the Jews for over 3,000 years. Yeah. And they've only been enemies for less than 50. These murals... Uh, reminds people of that. Yeah. And you also had quite a, a visitor there at one of the murals. Uh, tell us about that. So uh, the crown prince of Iran visited Israel. Uh, it's the first time anybody of uh, the royal family came to visit Israel. Mm -hmm. When he was here, he was here for Holocaust remembrance. Yeah. He went to Yad Vashem. He went to the Western Wall. He went to the Baha'i Gardens. But it would have been an incomplete trip without him going to one of the murals, because the murals are showing the world that the Jews, the people of Israel, 
are standing with the people of Iran. So he went to Netanya. He stood in front of the mural of a woman named Nilufar. She is a nurse. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who has the nightingale over her missing eye. Mm. So it was a huge moment, and he was reposting it. He was proud to be standing in front of that yeah. mural. Tell us about the impact these murals are having and what you're hearing from people inside Iran right now. So in the world, there's about 80 murals, and there's only four in the entire Middle East. Actually, five now. All five are in Israel. There's none in Afghanistan, none in Iraq, none in Syria, Saudi Arabia. The only country in the Middle East standing with the Iranian people is Israel. So it's opening the eyes. It's melting the hearts of the people of Iran. And I feel like it's inspiring them to keep going with this revolution, this woman-led revolution. Now, if you were to ask me which one's my favorite... Okay, I will. Which, which one's your favorite? <laughs> I do have a favorite. I, these are all my babies, but um, it's the one in Nazareth. Mm. And I'll tell you why. I found this artist named Benzi Brofman, and he's the one who did this latest one in Netanya. And I said to him, I go, Benzi, pick any city you want in all of Israel. And he says, I have to pick Nazareth. I love my Arab brothers and sisters. And he's an Israeli Jew. And I said, okay, great. So I went door to door, wall to wall, asking everyone for a wall. There's this parking lot 200 yards away from the Church of the Annunciation, owned by two Arab Muslims. I said, please, please let us paint on this wall. And they said yes, miraculously. So in Nazareth, you have a wall owned by Muslims, painted by a Jew, designed by a Persian Christian. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Well, tell us how people can support you and how can they pray for you and the people of Iran. Okay, so each one of these murals is fairly expensive and I'm paying for it myself. So uh, if there's anybody out there who wants to participate, to help me, to give me advice, to point me in the right direction, you can find me on social media, Human TV on Instagram. Pray that uh, we get all 18 walls done. Pray that... The people of Iran keep fighting. Pray that the Islamic regime is no more in Iran. And pray for a free Iran. And pray for unity between Iran and Israel. Great prayers. Human, great to be with you again. And hopefully we'll continue this as uh, we see your progress goes on. Thank you, Chris. Still ahead, a composer with a love for ancient instruments writes music to encourage Iran's underground church. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. 
There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. Composer and Middle East instrument master Yaron Cherniak is another artist supporting Iran with his work. He shares about writing music for the Iranian church. We blurred some video for safety reasons. Julie Stahl has more. connected to this region. Your music's very connected. For some reason it was just on my heart so much to um, develop and produce and widen the, the, the repertoire of worship music in Farsi in classical forms. So first of all what you do is to learn about the culture, about the history, about the background of the culture, background of Iran, what is a Shia Muslim country? What is it in terms of culture, of uh, feasts? What do they do there? What about their poetry? You have to learn their poetry, their classic forms. And then, of course, as a musician, I started to dig in, to, uh, in, uh, in their music tradition. So that's the idea, is to speak the language of the people, their rhymes, their rhythms, their poetry, their language, not to touch it, not to try to westernize it. And the, and the goal is to, to reach out to traditional societies, especially in Iran, where the underground are facing persecution and oppression by the regime, the Islamic regime. And sometimes in those uh, traditional societies, Western worship music, sometimes it's almost an obstacle for the traditional person, when he listened to that, he shut the door immediately. For them, their sound, it, it represents something, and a traditional sound represents their authenticity, their, their identity, their history. Their history is connected to something much more ancient than the rock music or jazz music or any other, you, you name it. Their music is very well rooted in their past. 
But what I do is to really send them, to use it as a way to communicate with them, to say, I'm not trying to change your culture. Your culture is amazing. I just want to share with you this love to God and to the Son of God, Yeshua, that is, this is the way for you to find life and light. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN apps. Don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue receiving all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.